Taylor, Scott White, Chris Towers. We walk Beater Fantasy Baseball today on Thursday, July 27th. How are you guys feeling about today's show based on what happened last night? What do you what do you think this show is going to be like? I think you had to get creative to make it interesting because I don't feel like <laughs> a lot of interesting happened yesterday. I guess we got the first home runs from Devers and Moncada. That's and uh, Brinson. Yeah, Brinson. Oh, and Brinson too. Yeah, we have okay, a rookie so there's homers. That. There's that. Rookie homerers section rolls off the tongue. We'll talk about that. We have a few more Devers team names. And we're we're good on Devers, right? I believe uh, Devers is the uh accepted nomenclature. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know why a lot of broadcasters are saying Devers considering they're professional broadcasters mm-hmm. and you know, the the natural, re- like when you look at that name, your first instinct is Devers, right? It it follows what I understand yeah. about how vowels I, I, work in Spanish. Yeah, whatever, that's but... that's the thing for me is that I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I, I don't think there's the, the, the hard E sound makes a lot of sense in Spanish in that instance. So you'd feel yeah. like if they're saying Devers, they must have been told something, right? Yes. Why would they go against their instincts? They must what have weird instincts. What are the Red instincts. Sox announcers calling? Well, we don't uh, know. I haven't seen the Red Sox broadcast yet. But more importantly, let's talk about baseball. Yesterday is baseball. We're baseball. Well, we're talking about names. Let's talk about baseball. Did, did I have to get creative? You know, it was interesting. It wasn't one of those like, it wasn't one of those nights last night with crazy stuff. But I think a lot of really interesting players. And I want to start with Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola with 10 strikeouts in six scoreless innings against the Astros. Uh, he's just been unbelievable. He's got a 170 ERA, 50 strikeouts, and 42 and a third in his last six starts. And I was watching the game last night, and first of all, the Philly Fanatic is the best mascot in sports. Uh, he's just great. And yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, he's, he's, amazing. he's very funny. But I watched Aaron Nola and thought, how could this guy ever be as bad as he he was last year at points and earlier well, this year? He is in, like he looked like a freaking ace. Man, was he good? Yes, he wasn't this good last year. Well, you know, he, no, he wasn't this good. But actually, check this out: six starts now for Nola, one seventy mm-hmm. ERA, fifty strikeouts, and forty two and a third. And I mentioned this on Monday. He had a five-star stretch last year, May through June, with a 197 ERA and 36 strikeouts in 32 innings and uh, 12% swinging strikes, which is about what he's at in this six-star stretch. So actually pretty comparable numbers, not quite as many strikeouts. Mm-hmm. And then he was terrible I mean, after that. That was when That's when his season fell apart. I will, I will sum it up this way. Pitching, playing baseball at this level is really hard. And sometimes the most subtle changes can make the biggest difference. It's why, you know, whenever we hear about a mechanical change or this guy added a new pitch or whatever, I think it's worth pointing out. And, you know, oftentimes it doesn't lead to anything, but Nola made a mechanical change. He refined his change up. Can I just so now he's throwing harder and, so, yeah, and has that, a fuller arsenal. That's the thing is that it's not just some ineffable thing. Like his stuff is better because like of a mechanical. Turn. Oh, he looks yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, just brilliant. He's throwing 92. He's averaging 92 miles an hour with his fastball. Last season, he was maxing out at 92, 93. Now, you know, he can get it up to 94, 95 miles an hour. And so, you know, my my questions about Aaron Nola, I guess, were just that, like, 
He relied a lot on called strikes, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I think it it lowers your margin of it's error. It's a skill. It 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 lowers your margin of error if that's all you do. But if you're able to do that, it also elevates your ceiling. And I, I think the big thing is that I he had kind of I won't I don't want to say middling stuff because the changeups are really good pitch. He gets good movement on the two seam fastball. The curveball is a really good pitch, but there's a difference between throwing those pitches. You know, throwing that fastball at 90, yeah, right. it helps. versus it helps. 93, 94. Right. Um, and this so, is... Nola, let's let's talk about where we're going to rank Aaron Nola at this point. You, I see him in the 30s right now for you guys. Uh, Chris has him 43rd. I know rankings yeah, are tough Yeah, he's going to move up a lot. Is he going to be a top 20 pitcher? He's pitching like that right now. I don't I, – I think there aren't enough cases to move down below him. For me, I, I think I moved him just behind Sonny Gray. And, I mean, we talked about yesterday how great Sonny Gray's been. So, obviously, a lengthier track record there of greatness for Gray. Would you rather... So, yeah, have... I'm, I'm, probably, I'm pretty satisfied with where I have Nola. I, I moved him ahead of Barrios, I think. So, th- he's making moves. But... I just moved him to 28. Okay. All right, Nola, you're awesome. Jake Arrieta and Alex Cobb had good starts yesterday. Jake Arrieta had five swinging strikes against the White Sox, but it was six innings, two hits, two runs. In his last seven starts, Arietta has a 2.93 ERA and a 6% swinging strike rate. That is really bad. Meanwhile, Alex Cobb did have 11 swinging strikes yesterday, but for the season, uh, he's got 90 strikeouts in 138 innings, and even during this really good stretch of nine starts for Alex Cobb, not a lot of strikeouts. Jake Arietta and Alex Cobb, can they keep this going? I still have a lot more faith in Arietta doing this than Cobb. And look, I mean, the swinging strikes down are down for Arietta. So are the strikeouts. I think he's just kind of reconfigured the kind of pitcher he is. And it's been going on even longer than the six, seven start stretch you mentioned. Last 13 starts, 320 ERA, 109 whip, 7.9 strikeouts per nine innings. So he's not, like, he's not an ace anymore. And that's fine. He's still good enough with a good enough supporting cast that I pretty much never want to sit him. Cobb, though, I mean, he's got like a 250 Babbitt this year. I don't know. That's yeah, kind of scary. Right. Like, is, is Alex Cobb, we, I've been saying it, and every time he goes out, he makes, makes me look bad. But it just, look, we were getting the same comments about Irvin Santana that we're getting about Alex Cobb now. Oh, you guys are too low on, on Alex Cobb. Like, give him credit. But look, it, it just. Irvin Santana became what he was. Now, we don't know what Cobb is. Cobb was a really good pitcher for two years, but he wasn't. this strikeout rate is pathetic. And it just seems right. like in, in baseball these days, you cannot survive striking out like six guys per nine innings. I don't even think he's at that. You have to be – you can. You can survive at six strikeouts per inning. Dallas Keuchel could be a very good pitcher at six strikeouts per inning. But you need to be exceptional in multiple other places. You need to be – really good at limiting hard contact. You need to be really good at getting ground balls. You need to be really good at avoiding free passes. You need to have exceptional command as well as control. And I just, I feel like Alex Cobb's pretty good at a bunch of those things, but not good enough to sustain. Like, you know, remember, not just Irvin Santana, remember Jason Vargas? Yeah. And he's another guy that, like, you can do it for a stretch. But 
more often than not, those peripherals are going to catch up to you. And that's why it's hard for me to get excited about Cobb. It's why I, I still view him as just a guy. Well, if it's hard for you to get excited about Alex Cobb, how hard is it to get excited about a guy who is homered in three straight games and has a 12-28 OPS since the All-Star break? The slugging first baseman from the state of California, Luis Valbuena, 2% owned. That's creative. He's still hitting less than 200, right? 197. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, give him a break. Give him a break. (laughs) (laughs) He's, He's one hit away. Give me a break, right. bringing up Luis Valbuena. I, I just, he can hit for power. There's no question about that. He hit 25 homers in 2015, and that was before the big uh, homer boost. He had 13 and 342 plate appearances, but he's a career 229 hitter. You know, right. he, he's just, he doesn't do enough else well to be more than an AL only guy. You lose, Luis Valbuena. All right, fellas, so you tell me. What rocked your world last night, other than an amazing Team USA? Uh, they don't go by Team USA. Do they go by Team USA? Soccer. I have no idea. What's that? They do? I have no idea what they go by. USA Soccer wins the Gold Cup on a late goal. Very exciting stuff. What is the Gold Cup? The Gold um, Cup. I think it's like an America's thing. It's a CONCACAF. Yeah, CONCACAF. Great acronym. So Central America, Latin uh, or Caribbean, North America. Yeah, they beat Jamaica okay. last night. I think this this feels like when I took chemistry, like I ask a question and it leads to eight other questions. So <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Yeah. So what was the, the big story for you guys yesterday? Don't say any of the rookies because we have a rookie homerers section coming later. I suppose we should mention Paul Blackburn, who has four quality starts in his first five major league starts. Get it off your chest, Chris. Destroy Paul Blackburn. 225 ERA. (laughs) He's averaging seven innings per start. He's been really good. And people are going to be looking into this Paul Blackburn fella, who has 12 strikeouts and 10 walks (laughs) and 32 innings. It's tight block all over again. So, yeah, or uh, there was a guy for the Rangers last year. Was Was it Chi-Chi? Who had a similar stretch last year? I think year. so. I don't know. I probably blocked it out. And it just, it's going to catch up to him at some point, but we have to mention it. It's yeah. been mentioned. I've been singing Blackburn singing in the dead of night in my head this morning. Very good. Oh, yeah. That was very nice, Adam. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate um, it. Any chance to sing? Uh, <laughs> Jeff Samarja had a good game. He did. And I think it was the first time since April that he had more than one walk in a start. Do you, think he, sure should, do you think he should walk more people? Maybe he'd I give made up that, I made homers. that same argument in my trade chart last week. I think he's got I think he's had a little bit of the Michael Pineda syndrome this season. Where like he gets to a two ball or three ball count and just like grooves a pitch leaves it in the fat part of the plate because he's trying to avoid the walk, and it gets crushed. So, you know, I, I'm i not saying it's meaningful that he walked two batters in that start. I'm just saying it. it's good to see that he had a start that lived up to the lofty peripherals. After two against the Padres, two consecutive yeah. against the Padres. Yeah, where you 12 and 10 and a third. Yeah, maybe his worst two starts since April. Hey, are uh, we done with Steven Matz, 87%? I think so. I think he's droppable. Yeah. I mean, 
we haven't heard the last of Steven Matz, I don't think. Yeah, this year, though. Yeah, I, it's if he comes back in spring training, talks a big game, says, I've been working on my arm strength. I feel comfortable throwing the slider again. I'm in oh. the best shape of my life. So, so you like those things. I will be interested. Well, it's just uh, about the slider. I mean, this is this is kind of, you know, getting back to what I was saying about Aaron Nola and how small th- when there's when there's a base level of talent small adjustments can make a big difference i mean jimmy nelson is another perfect yep. example of that with his 10 strikeout. i mean he was awful last year awful and he led the nl in walks and now he's not walking many players and and the stuff's playing up um mike fultonevich i think is another great example of that i haven't had too many good things to say about mike fultonevich since spring even though he's had Probably a better year than most people expected, just looking at the, the ERA, the win-loss record. Uh, but that big fastball, like, all it'll take is him developing some kind of swing and miss pitch, yep. be it a change-up or a better slider, um, and and then he could take off. So I, I don't think you can ever really give up on talent completely. Right, uh, Stephen Matz. I mean, if we're just talking about the here and now, he doesn't look like he has it right now, and he's running out of time to get it together this year. But I just like I said, we haven't heard the last of Stephen Matz. I agree. I just think the fact that he's just not throwing the slider. He threw five of them according to Baseball Savant last night. Um, I just that was such an important pitch for his development. It's such an. I mean, we talk about the Mets, Dan Worthen slider a lot. And it's just, if he's not throwing that, he doesn't have a swing and miss pitch. And it's, you can get away, you can succeed in the majors without a swing and miss pitch and without swing and miss stuff. But we're seeing, I think we saw with Aaron Nolan the second half of last season, we're seeing with Steven Matz now, it's, it's really hard and you have to be perfect. And Steven Matz is having the season that I was worried Aaron Nola might have. Well, it's uh, it's this is the year of realizing your talents. It seems you know, especially with the hitters, Justin Smoke and even Aaron Eric Hosmer. We're gonna take our Eric Hosmer medicine in a little bit. We'll read mm-hmm. some emails and we'll grade some trades. By the way, at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Yonder Alonso was a first round draft pick and had a bad career, but he's realizing his realizing his talent. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Maybe there's nothing to that, but it just seems uh, more like a coincidence. A lot of these guys are breaking out. Uh, all right, so, Scott, uh, you want to nominate a, a Wednesday standout real quick, and then we'll move on with the rest of the show. we got some news to talk about. We have an inconsequential fantasy or trade in baseball, inconsequential for fantasy. Uh, go ahead, Scott White. So we did bring up Bradley Zimmer yesterday. I don't know if we got into it oh, too much. Oh, you're not following the rules. We have the rookie homer section. Oh. Yeah. He's, well, I, I knew we had the three – first home run Zimmer didn't hit his first home run yesterday he oh. hit his second in fact in as many games yeah he grand slammed the other day uh yeah and we also have Paul DeYoung in there so just wait we will get to okay. all the rookies all right sir. We'll, we'll we'll talk about my standout later then I guess wonderful let's do the news and notes Colorado got Pat Neshek from Philadelphia for three minor leaguers so he will not be a closer Clayton Kershaw says he's not in nearly as much pain this year as he was last year. Still going to be out a while, but that's good news. Luke Weaver is going to start today for St. Louis against Arizona. I believe you can get me through this start. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Do you believe that Luke Weaver can get you through this start? And should we pick up 25% owned Cardinals pitcher Luke Weaver, who's 
pitching in uh, Adam Wainwright's absence. Yeah, I'm not sure this isn't a bigger deal than it, it's being. It, it you know it's not getting as much attention maybe as it deserves because Luke Weaver. You won't find a pitcher in the minor leagues with better numbers than he's had the last two years. Is you know ERA around 150 both years. And even though last year. Uh, during the time he saw in the majors, I mean, the, the, end, num- the end numbers weren't great. Uh, he had a couple starts, particularly right after getting called up, that were just lights out. A 10 strikeouts and six inning starts. A couple starts later, eight strikeouts and six innings. I think there is definite upside here. Now, if the Cardinals don't move a pitcher at the deadline, and this just ends up being a minimum stay on the DL for Wainwright, Obviously, it was a wasted pursuit, but you know, if, if Weaver's lights out today, then you're going to have a competition for him that you don't have at the moment you're hearing this podcast. Well, another thing here is that Lance Lynn has been a subject of trade rumors, so right. if he gets moved, that would be nice. Did, you didn't say that, did you? I I said I, I mentioned the possibility the Cardinals could move, trade. Somebody at the deadline. Oh, okay. Uh, because I was, in my head while you were talking, I was also thinking about more Luke Weaver lyrics. Oh, I know. I do it all the time. I, I believe you could be better than Wainwright was... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That could definitely work. Uh, he's 25% on, as I mentioned. Would you drop Sean Newcomb, Denelson Lamette, those guys for Luke Weaver, just to take a shot? I would drop Denelson Lamette, yeah. Who was the other one? Sean Newcomb. I'm not you sure know, I, I think Nukem. if you drop Nukem, nobody's picking him up. Mm-hmm. That might be fair. All right. But I'd, I'd drop Lamette first. Hey, uh, hey, real quick. We do have hey real quick later. Is the Dansby Swanson, Aaron Blair, Shelby Miller trade the most useless trade in baseball history now that <laughs> Swanson's being demoted? Well, uh, we haven't heard the last of Dansby Swanson either. I think it's fair to say. Okay, more on that in a little bit. New York Mets pitching uh, hitting coach Kevin Long says Yoenis Cespedes may need to lose weight. Cespedes came into the season he he bulked up his lower half intentionally. It's not like he came in out of shape. Trying to avoid injuries, it doesn't appear to be working. And I do think Cespedes like if anybody offers me a trade with Cespedes and he's a big part of it, it is an automatic decline for me. I'm worried about his health. He's been hitting like crap. He pulls up he's lame in the best once shape of his life. Yeah, once every four games. So, I mean, if it's like a super buy low, that's one thing. But don't put, a, I don't think you should put a lot of stock into Cespedes. I think you should be, you know, happy if he produces. But caution flags. Am I, am I on the, you know, am I yeah, out of line saying that? No. Okay. Aaron Judge is a little banged up, but he is expected back today. You should sell high on Clint Frazier, maybe. I don't know if anybody wants him, but it does seem like he might go back down to the minors when Aaron Hicks comes back. And he also has two walks and 20 strikeouts. Agree? Disagree? Um, yeah, I don't mind you, that. Uh, yeah, if you could... I don't know in what context you could really sell high on Clint Frazier, because how owned is he? Like like 60% or something. Yeah, so it would have to be, I think, a deep league where you could get anything worthwhile for him. Otherwise, I'd just hold on to the upside and see how it plays out. And same with Brad Peacock, who could be shifted to the bullpen. We talked about that yesterday. We kind of yeah, feel like that's going to happen. Yeah, it could be. Fires helped yesterday and somebody brought up mentioned the possibility to me on twitter uh that maybe they move lance mccullers to the bullpen to preserve his innings i didn't think that was too far-fetched 
I also just they're pitchers. Yeah, someone's gonna get hurt at some point. Sure. <laughs> you, so you cynical. You rarely actually have as many pitchers as you think you do. Yeah, the Dodgers had too many pitchers, and now yeah. now they want to trade for one. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't know that they really need to, but they want to. Gregory Polanco resumed baseball activity. Zach Cozart sat with a sore quad. Jake Odorizzi's on the DL with a lower back strain. He may only miss two starts. Brent Honeywell? Maybe. I would hope so. Maybe. Uh, there are a lot of other options who are actually on the 40-man roster, so I would bet against it. But at the same time, when there's some buzz that the best pitching prospect in baseball could get called up, it's worth your time to stash them. What about uh, Honeywell or Weaver, if you had to pick one up right now? Weaver. Yeah, I think I think Weaver. Steven Strasburg's on the DL. They're calling up Eric Fetty. Strasburg expected to miss only one start. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. He wasn't supposed it to go on the DL. It was originally, oh, he just couldn't get loose. Yeah. And okay. then it was, well, he had a nerve issue in his elbow. and But he's not going to miss a start. And now he's on the DL. We'll see. Okay, so what about Fetty? How does he compare to Weaver and Honeywell? I think he's well below them. He was he was similar coming into the year. He was rated similarly as a prospect, but then they kind of messed with him, moving him to the bullpen for a while, and that didn't go well. And his numbers at AAA, like a 5.50 ERA and 6.5 strikeouts per nine. It's I I don't really think of him as a top prospect anymore. I know he was on some mid season list still, and I don't doubt there's upside there, but I don't see it happening right now. So you can't spell Fetty without Feh, right? George Springer, Alex Bregman, Dallas Keuchel, they could all play tomorrow. In fact, Keuchel will pitch tomorrow. Salvador Perez will be back tomorrow. Aaron Altera is back. He is 50% owned. Altera or Clint Frazier? Altera. Yep. Adrian Beltre got ejected for moving the on-deck circle. That was fantastic. (laughs) It's great. I would guess it wouldn't have happened if the Marlins weren't up by 14 at the time, I think. But uh, it was terrific nonetheless. Also, Giancarlo Stanton celebrated his 32nd home run, his major league leading 32nd home run, with a massive celebration to get back at Jason Grilly for what he did the night before. So that was a wild game. We I could, thought that was fun. Yeah, you can see all of it on CBSSports.com slash MLB. We've got the videos for you. Evan Longoria homered, hashtag reverse jinx. Avisel Garcia is going to miss a couple weeks with a strained ligament in his thumb. Hashtag actual jinx. And Atlanta is sending down Dansby Swanson. All right, time for the rookie homerers. Everybody, your patience paid off. I'm going to talk about all the rookies that homered yesterday after I tell you about something that was even better, and that was my dinner. My dinner was awesome last night. Thank you for asking. It was a Blue Apron night. I really want all of you to enjoy Blue Apron as much as I do. That is the truth. I know you will. Go to blueapron.com slash fantasy baseball that's blueapron.com slash fantasy baseball you'll get three free meals and free shipping get started right now so blue apron gets delivered right to your door you get exactly what you need no wasting ingredients no wasting money how often do you throw out food it's 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 the worst uh it's less than 10 bucks per person per meal the instructions are easy blue apron basically taught me how to cook and what i really love is that i eat meals that i never have tried before and never would try and i really love it So coming up, we got seared chicken and creamy pasta salad, creamy shrimp rolls, fresh basil fettuccine pasta. There's steaks. Check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash fantasybaseball. 
That's blueapron.com slash fantasy baseball. You can customize your menu too if you're a vegetarian or you don't like fish or whatever it is. That's blueapron.com slash fantasy baseball. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Rookie homerers. Rafael Devers, homered, 69% owned. Lewis Brinson, homered, 30% owned. Paul DeYoung, homered again. Four homers in his last five games. 66% owned, Paul DeYoung. Bradley Zimmer, homered uh, twice in a row now. 49% owned. Yoan Moncada, homered. He's uh, yeah, doing a little better than he was he's last show, year. He's showing real signs, Yeah, I think. And he's 84% owned. He's the most owned Moncada. So in terms of ownership percentage, it goes Moncada, Devers, DeYoung, who's shortstop eligible, Bradley Zimmer, Lewis Brinson. What say you about these rookie homers? So I'm going to talk about Bradley Zimmer now. (laughs) Um, Because for the most part, we've been able to ignore him during his time in the majors because he hasn't been playing every day for Cleveland. But that appears to be changing. He started against three of the last five lefties they've faced, and in part because he's performing. Uh, We mentioned home runs in back-to-back games in his last Four games, he's eight for 13 with two homers, three doubles, two stolen bases. And the stolen bases are really what's key. If he's an everyday player with some power, uh, you know, he hasn't shown big power, but he's shown some. And runs at the rate he's been running so far, that's somebody who probably needs to be in every rotisserie lineup. Uh, So his ownership at 49 seems awfully low to me based on the upside, the potential contributions, and, and the the trend we're seeing with the playing time. All right. It's Bradley Zimmer, and he leads off for the Indians. I don't know. Does he lead off all the time? I think he think he kind of does now, but um, Zimmer's been really good. You know who else has been good? I, I know this is a – I can just say the name. We don't have to talk about it. Michael Brantley's been good, so I hope you didn't give up on him. Indians are coming around for sure. Uh, the Rafael Devers – Bra- Brantley. What would you say? It, it's been good, but, like, mostly just batting average good. I think he's starting to hit for a little more pop now. Okay. Uh, the team is hot. Carlos Santana, even Carlos Santana's hitting well this week. <laughs> uh, Rafael Devers with that homer. Look, Eduardo Rod- Rod- Eduardo Nunez is going to report to the team on Friday. Yeah, so. they still they're they're keeping it close to the vest there. What they're going to do when with Devers when Nunez comes up. But I hope this performance inspires them to keep Devers around. I don't. Uh, so, but that's because I own Nunez, not <laughs> Devers. Um, Yoan Moncada at eighty-four percent owned. Do you think fantasy owners should stay patient with him this year? Obviously, in keepers for sure, but this year. But if a guy who is batting one thirty right now, after batting two eleven in eight games last year, it's fifteen combined major league games. How patient should we be with Moncada? I think patient. I mean, he's been eighty percent owned basically all year. So yeah. if you waited all this time for it to get called up. You got to give him more than a week of action before you decide he's not going to be useful for you this year. He's got the second base eligibility now. Uh, I'd give him a little more time. He's I, striking out. He struck out eight times in 28 plate appearances. He had a four strikeout game. So you look at it and say, well, it's more of the same for Yon Makata. But last year he had a 17% swing strike rate. This year it's down to 8%. 8% would actually good. be really good. Yeah. Also, um, four walks. Last year he walked once. Yeah, so I, I think we're seeing signs that he's not nearly as overmatched as either his numbers or as he looked last year. I got to tell you, I'm excited about owning any of these. Well, four of the five. I'm excited about owning four of the five 
of these rookies here. The one that I wouldn't be excited to own is actually the one who's the most usable right now. Huh. And that's Paul DeYoung. Because he's hitting a lot of home runs and he's shortstop eligible. Okay. When the shortstop, uh, I mean, when the home runs slow down, as they will, I mean, he's not going to sustain a 50 homer pace or whatever he's on. Um, there's there's not going to be much there. Yeah, four yeah. walks, 50 strikeouts. Or four walks, 60 strikeouts. But is yeah. he just Rugnet Odor? Right. Like, I, I think the power is legit to, to an extent. Again, not 40. But, two homer but what's power, the which upside? is his pace. What's the, I feel like the upside for DeYoung is kind of what Marcus Simeon was last year. And it was, look, Marcus Simeon was a usable player. I think DeYoung will remain usable. Yeah, I mean, he hit think, 22 homers. I in, think the other four have a chance to be much more than usable. He hit 22 homers in A last year. He hit 13 in AAA in 48 games before getting called up. And he's got 14 now. We know that guys are hitting for more power in the majors than they were in the minors. So I think... The fact that he was a good power hitter in the minors makes me think that he can legitimately be a very good power hitter in the majors, especially for the shortstop position. I agree he's going to slow down, but he could be Jed Jerko. Yeah, I, I just think the that the in this we're talking about Paul DeYoung, by the way, Cardinal shortstop. Yep. The injuries to Correa and Trey Turner have just been, you know, two of the best shortstops in fantasy. They're out. It's you know it makes it makes Paul the young relevant because I am the the Correa owner, and that was somebody I considered along with Marcus Simeon and Ahmed Rosario. I ultimately traded for Trevor Story. We'll see if there's much difference between Story and DeYoung. I don't know, but I traded for him. Um, so yeah, people are desperate for shortstop for sure. And the yeah. Xander Bogarts. And owner, I and I God. said he's the most usable. I just yeah. am not excited to have him. He's I'm relenting and picking up Paul DeYoung because he's hot, but. It's not exciting to me. I'd, I'd rather, like, I'm more excited about the other four. The other four He's are a good-looking man. Devers, is he? Uh, All right. Devers, Brinson, Zimmer, and Moncada. Devers, Brinson, Zimmer, and Moncada. And let me tell you the Adam is an idiot story here. So <laughs> three times in uh, about 30 seconds, I, I did something just in my own head stupid. First, I have a, I have a keeper league. You only keep three players, but... Uh, you can't, you know, the, like it helps to pick up a free agent, and keep him for like a 25th round pick. So I was thinking about dropping Ryan Madsen for Lewis Brinson earlier yesterday, and I decided against it. And then I saw Lewis Brinson homered, and I uh, went back to the league and I said, all right, let's see if Lewis Brinson's available. I'm taking a shot here. Nope, he got picked up. So one, Adam is an idiot for not picking up Lewis Brinson. Then I went and I looked at the team that picked up Lewis Brinson, and I realized that I had forgotten my team name, and it was me who picked up Lewis Brinson <laughs> earlier in the day after all. <laughs> so that's two. Adam is an idiot. That's great. <laughs> yeah, Dansby Samsonite. Great, my favorite team name, and I forgot that was my team. And uh, three, Adam is an idiot. Kind of wish I hadn't dropped Ryan Madsen because it just so happens that Brinson homered off Sean Doolittle. Uh, I don't think it's a huge deal. It was a non-save situation, but but still, um, I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, oh, that's me. I shouldn't have been so upset about that. But uh, <laughs> All right, so now I own Brinson. Here are some Devers team names for you. Just a couple more. Josh in New York City. Chris, you can help me out if you'd like here. We are never, De ever, ever getting back to Devers. Yeah, that one's very good. 
And Mark in, I'm always here for a t- Taylor Swift team go. name. Mark in Vermont, tinker with Devers, no chance. Tinker to, tinkers to Evers to chance. It's the old, like, Cubs double play com- combo or something like that. Sounds like a Heath team name to me. It's, I think it's pretty funny, uh, but good for them. All right. Hey, real quick. Hey. Yankees edition. Get excited. Continuing a discussion from yesterday, and they both pitched. One very well, one very poorly. Rest of season, Luis Severino or you, Darvish? I said I didn't think there was that much of a difference between them last ne- yesterday, so got to stick with it. Now, I will say, you, uh, Darvish, is included in trade rumors, and I, I think anytime you get close to the deadline and you've got a guy whose status is so up in the air like that, I think you can explain away and excuse a couple of bad performances. You know, Jose Quintana has actually admitted that the constant trade speculation – everything that went on this offseason with the White Sox, it weighed on his mind while he was pitching. I I don't knock you Darvish much for yesterday's start. I just I think Luis, Luis Severino is really good. I have them separated by four spots in my rankings. Look, it's it's easy to be down on you Darvish the day after his worst career start, but he he had just come off the start where he struck out 12 and in eight innings. Yeah, that was, that was his previous start, and nobody he, he ended. He ended June. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people are down on. No, people Darvish have been today. down on him for a long. I don't. I just he, he he's ended been June with a, He ended June with a 3.11 ERA. I will say he's not. I think it's fair to say he's one of those guys whose rate stats don't tend to look as good as you would think. Like we consider him a an ace. He has one of the best strikeout rates in the history of baseball. But he also has a career 342 ERA. He was 341 last year. I mean, it's the, it's the same kind of things we were saying about Corey Kluber for much of last year. Now he's taking it to another level this year. But yeah, his, his ERA is kind of on the high side for an ace, but he still gets a ton of innings, a ton of strikeouts. But Darvish has more glaring flaws in his game than Kluber. Does. Well, Scott, did he's you got... answer? Did you answer uh, Darvish or Severino? I, I, I'm taking Darvish. I mean, if Severino was in his third year of doing this. Then I could say I'd take Severino, but okay. Hey, real quick, shortstops: D.D. Gregorius or Xander Bogarts? Xander Bogarts. Yeah. Woo! Xander Bogarts is not having a very good season. I mean, like I I didn't see where he ranks at shortstop. I'm sure it's still pretty high, but he's first of all he's dealing with some injuries, hand and groin injuries. Last 22 yeah. games, Bogarts is batting 160. Uh. Wow. He is dealing with injuries, and actually there's some talk he may go on the DL with this Nunez acquisition, and that would be one way of keeping Devers around because Nunez would take over a shortstop. So obviously that factors into would you rather have a guy who's about to go on the DL possibly or Didi Gregorius, but I still think I still think I'd rather hold on to the one who could be an actual game changer at the position as opposed to somebody who's going to keep me afloat. Well, Didi Gregorius, since being called uh, or since coming off the DL, he missed the start of the season, April twenty eighth. So most of the year, he's a top five shortstop. Going into yesterday, he was number five in points, number four in roto. I think he's now number three in points, number four in roto, uh, at shortstop since April twenty eighth when his season started. And I've always liked Didi. I've seen a few wall scrapers from him. I- I've watched a lot of very fortunate luck for Didi this year. I do think he's a sell-high candidate, but I've always liked him. I think he's really talented, and 
And, uh, you know, I think it's paying. His, his talent is finally being realized. I'd like to see him be less of a home run hitter, to be quite honest with you. But, um, <laughs> he I mean, is, he's not uh, bad. Like, saying he's not going to keep you afloat. Going he's going to keep you afloat, maybe understating it a yeah, little. A little bit. Um, he's, but, he's shortstop Jonathan Scope, right? Well, I mean, Jonathan Scope's going to hit 35 home runs this year in all likelihood. Yeah. I all don't right. think he's quite that good. Gregorius. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. If you want to go see Didi Gregorius or Jonathan Scope or Xander Bogarts in a minor league game, rehab game maybe, use SeatGeek to get there. Buying tickets to sports and concerts, it can be complicated, but SeatGeek is the better way, the simpler way, the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. And with our offer code FANTASY, you can get 10 bucks off your first purchase. That's not bad. 10 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase with our promo code FANTASY. So download the app. I've got it on my phone. We all have it on our phone. We all use SeatGeek now because you realize this saves you time and money. SeatGeek searches multiple ticket sites, compares prices, finds amazing deals, and grades every ticket based on value. So you look at all the seats that are available. You see these green dots. The greener the dot, the better the value. You click on that. You say, these are the ones that I should buy if I want to go to the event. That's how easy it is with SeatGeek, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets with confidence. SeatGeek for sports, for concerts, for comedy, for theater. Use the promo code FANTASY for $10 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code FANTASY on the SeatGeek app. All right, what's next? What's next? Some emails. FantasyBaseball at CBSI.com. This is Nate in Philly. Let's try to do this in five minutes. Five emails, five minutes, all right? Okay. Nate in Philly. Dear Brody, Renee, Shannon, and Gwen. Oh, we're going to waste time thinking of what these are. Yeah, I don't know who they are. So let's go to... I feel you don't talk enough about Taiwan Walker unless you are knocking him, but the guy keeps producing <laughs> solid starts. What gives? What are we doing with Taiwan Walker? That's Get him, Chris. Right. I just yeah, I just don't think Taiwan Walker's very good. Um, oh, Maurice. I don't know. Like, you're underwhelming me, Chris. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know what more to say. Like, he's a <laughs> mediocre strikeout pitcher. He's a he has mediocre control. He's a little better than league average when it comes to getting ground balls right now, but. The total package is a high threes, low fours ERA guy who happens to have a 347 ERA right now. It's not sustainable. He's not special. He's just a guy. He's gotten lucky avoiding home runs, right? Especially given his home park. Yes. He has a 9.8% home run to fly ball rate for his career. It's 13.1%. Um, Taiwan Walker or Lance Lynn? Lance. Lynn. <laughs> Taiwan Walker or... We're on a first-name basis. Uh, Mike fulton or Walker? Fulton. Oh, man. I think I would lean Walker there, but I have similar concerns for both. Yep. Okay. They both seem like they should be better. Mallrats is such a bad movie, by the way. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. No. This is yeah. from Nolan. He must be talking to you guys. Dear Wrong, Wronger, and Wrongest. Oh, Time man. to eat crow for being so low on Eric Hosmer. I won't read all of the email, but yeah, since so since May first, Eric Hosmer has been incredible. He, what happened on May first? He, I don't know. He just was he hurt before? Like, did he come off the DL or? Well, he still had a I pretty just, good like, year. When we do this, like since May first thing, it's like we could just look at his whole season. He's having a really good season overall. He is he's having a career year. Divide it up. Career year. He's Something having the best may have happened on May 1st that we just don't know about. I mean, I don't think it's completely useless to say he's been hotter for this more recent stretch than he has over the longer stretch. Right, but it's, but it's, it's like, a big long... It's a, see, the thing is, it's not just a recent stretch. It's still a three-month stretch. Right, at this point, we can just say he's having a great season. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like he has, uh, he I mean, has... he's having a great season in a season where a lot of first basemen are having great seasons. And he's like top 15 in points scored. He's probably about the same and a little lower in points per game. He's around the same in Roto. So it's like a really good, the, the irony is he's having his best season as a hitter. He has career high slugging percentage, career high on base percentage, career high batting average. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to have his fewest RBI since 2014. Uh, he's probably going to have fewer runs scored than 2015. It's just, it's strange. Well, I'm, Hosmer's look, I'm having fine a career starting year. Hosmer. Bottom line. But, um, I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to hear something started... funny? So what? yesterday, Eric Hosmer was the number 14 first baseman in points leagues. Today, he is number seven. <laughs> because he scored over 20 fantasy points last night with a five yeah, for six game. It. Yeah. But he yeah. still hits too many ground balls. He still he just doesn't have an, a great batted ball profile. He doesn't hit the ball particularly hard. He's got a 30% hard contact rate, 89.7 miles per hour average exit velocity. Sell I, high? Sell high? He's also number I, nine in Roto. I would like to sell high in Eric Hosmer. I think his name is more valuable than he will be moving forward. Yeah. I mean, if you... Okay, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to pursue a trade, but I think I said this last week about Hosmer. I feel like He's such a high floor player. Sure. Like you never, I, I, I love having him as like my, uti- in my utility spot in a, in a points league. That's what I have him in, in the, in the podcast points league. And you know, that team's been doing really well lately. I'm sure Hosmer has no small part in that. He should not be your best first baseman, Yep. but he should be in your lineup. Yeah, I think that's fair, but let's be clear. This guy says, in the email, I'm glad I didn't drop him for flavor of the weeks like Justin Bohr. Justin Bohr's been better than Eric Hosmer this season. It sucks that he's hurt right now, and like you're in a better spot if you have Eric Hosmer over Justin Bohr. But you were in a better spot this season if you well, had Eric Well, see, Justin that's Bohr. where I might disagree with you, because I actually had Bohr and Hosmer in this league mm-hmm. at the same time at some point. I decided to drop Bohr instead of Hosmer. Mistake. <laughs> But like that, you admitted that was a mistake. I think when you did it, he had a 9.42 OPS um, in July before going down. It's not like Justin. Moore, I think like, I did. I, did, I think I did express regret at one point. I yeah. don't have that regret today. Well, well yeah. <laughs> Justin Moore's been on the DL twice since Very, then. Yeah. Clairvoyant. Like, and Osborne just had a 20 point game. Yeah, but All like right, that, guys. <laughs> All right. I, I I'm just saying like. Bohr may be the higher upside week to week play, but Hosmer is so steady. He's and been I just, better. I just feel May. more secure. With He's him. been better since May first. Yep, with the sure exception has. of the injuries, which is all right. So, so basically, been about uh, five minutes. So let's go faster with these last three. From Caleb, thoughts on Neil Walker's return? Walker or Reyes in a categories league, and does his return keep Ahmed Rosario down until September? Neil Walker, unless you desperately need saves. And the steals. answer saves steals no, steals. And to answer the second half, Ahmed Rosario's up as soon as Azdrubal Cabrera is out of the picture, and I think one way or another, Azdrubal Cabrera is going to be out of the picture at the trade deadline. So uh, they don't find a taker. I think he'll just be cut loose. Steals are the saves of hitter. They are. are. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Alex from Rapid City. Real quick. Hey, real quick. Two out of three. Clevenger, Morton, Hendricks. Rest of season. Clevenger, Morton, Hendricks. Morton and Hendricks. I'm just a little worried about whether Morton goes to the bullpen, but I think he's better than Clevenger. I'll go Clevenger and Hendricks. Can you settle this debate from John? Which is the better game, Angry Birds or Brick Breaker? I have never played either. Are we talking about, like, the Brick Breaker from, like, the the BlackBerry? Because I played that game. That's what Brick Breaker is. Oh, I I played that game for hours in college. That was my go-to. 
Yeah, not and yeah. Angry Birds. Yeah, uh, I never played Angry Birds, so we're gonna go with Brick Breaker. Uh, let's think long term here, guys. You tell me if these players are still worth keeping in keeper or dynasty leagues. Dansby Swanson. Yes. Yeah. Blake Snell. Yes. Byron Buxton. A little less so than the two of them previously, although Blake Snell and Byron Buxton are, I guess, in pretty similar spots. I I feel like I feel like Buxton's had more failure on his resume, and yeah, I mean, it would if uh, assuming you're keeping him for really cheap, then yes, Buxton's still worth keeping. Addison Russell. Yes. Yeah, but man, it's time to. Time to do something, Addison. Put up or shut up. Javier Baez. I, yeah, I wish he had an everyday role. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Like, if he gets traded this offseason, definitely. Yes. I mean, he's, he might even, he's down there with Buxton for me, lowest priority, but, yeah. But he's one of three utility guys in Chicago at this point. Okay, that's Javier Baez. And finally, Lucas Giolito. I could probably come up with 10 starting pitcher prospects I'd rather keep than Giolito, but it's a league of any size at all. Is Luke Weaver ahead of him? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he is. Okie dokie. Double dongs yesterday. J.D. Martinez is having a big year, 618 slugging percentage. And Cameron Rupp, who doesn't really play that often. Uh, so I think we can skip double dongs. Who cares? <laughs> Three up, two down. Three up, number one is Marcus Simeon, 41% owned. Three up, number two is Cesar Hernandez, who has three steals in his last three games. And 40. let me do some quick math real quick. Uh, quick, quick, yeah. Let me do some speedy math right now. Over the last two seasons, Cesar Hernandez has scored 80, 86 runs. 86 runs in 134 in games. That's really good. As a leadoff hitter. He's a pretty good player. I think he's under-owned at 37%. And Simeon at 41% uh, is Simeon under-owned. Well, it stands to reason if Paul DeYoung could be the next Marcus Simeon, Marcus Simeon could be the next Paul DeYoung, right? Yes. <laughs> so uh, I think he needs to be owned in about 20% more leagues. And Finkel he's, is Einhorn. He's got the... Uh, Simeon has the walk-to-strikeout ratio this year that DeYoung certainly does not have to suggest that his batting <laughs> he, average could go he up. He wishes he was that Marcus won't, That Simeon. won't sustain. We know enough about Marcus Simeon to know that that all. I, I mean, I don't know. Like he maybe... walked a lot in the minors. He had like a 100-walk season in the minors, I think. Pretty close. And he has seven steals in 27 games. It's actually gotten to the point where I think I'm going to start him over Jason Kipnis in a Roto League when Kipnis comes off the DL at middle infield. Simeon. That's 40, not crazy. 41%. I don't know that Cesar Hernandez is a really good player. I just think if you want some some batting average and some runs in a categories league, like he doesn't give you much else. Some steals, but not much. Marquis Simeon no had a 98-walk season wow. in 2013. 99, if you include. He got a little time at the majors at the end. All right, I'm going to skip around here because I think we should talk more about Eric Thames tomorrow. Why don't you tell me real quick how you feel about Brian Dozier's season. He is the number nine second baseman in points leagues, number 15 in Roto. It just doesn't feel like Dozier has had that good of a year. What do you think? He hasn't. He's been a, a big disappointment as, what, a third-round pick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But have you ever really thought about benching Brian Dozier? No. Probably no, not. He's, um, 
but I don't think you should hold out hope that he's going to get yeah. much better from here. Like he's been helped by the fact that it's been he he's a diverse a diverse contributor. Some home runs, some steals, a bunch of doubles. Yeah, he's good. Okay. He's not great. Brian Dozier. Uh, would you rather have so which second baseman? Let me just think. I'm gonna pull up the second base rankings. Why do this off the top of my head? How about uh, Jonathan Scope or Brian Dozier? Scope. Dozier. Okay. And anything to say about Carlos Martinez, who, you know, a month ago was having this brilliant year. He struggled a bit in July, and now he's number 22 at starting pitcher in both points and roto. Carlos Martinez, 352 ERA, 119 whip. You know, he's very good. He's, uh, he's riding the waves of a baseball season, I think. And right now the wave is going down. Because July, he had one really bad start, right? He's had three five-run starts in July, okay. Carlos Martinez. And, and, like, I just feel like he's better than the number 22 starting pitcher. If I don't do rankings, but if I did, I can't imagine Carlos Martinez would be outside I my top 15. I guess we all have him in the 13 to 15 range. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Jimmy Nelson and Gio Gonzalez were both very good yesterday. Uh, are these guys going to regress? Are they going to let us down down the stretch? Or you feel good about Gio and Jimmy? Oh, I feel I feel great about Jimmy. Yeah, Gio. <laughs> maybe going to start him. The ERA may go up a little, but like he's he's I think he's reliable enough. Gio Gonzalez's ERA for the rest of the season could be a run higher than it currently is, and I wouldn't be shocked. But I still think he'd probably be pretty useful. Right. Exactly. He's at 281 right now. Yeah. Fringy starting pitchers. Patrick Corbin, 66% owned. I looked at the two-star pitcher list for next week, and it doesn't seem like there are going to be a lot of free agents that you're excited about. But if there's one, I think it was Ian Kennedy who had good matchups, and he's got a 347 ERA over his last six starts. And Kennedy, I think five of those starts were great, and one was awful. Kennedy is at Baltimore and home against Seattle. It's I don't know. At Baltimore is not a good park for him, but they're not that good. No. No, I, I, I think Kennedy, it's a good time to start Kennedy. He's a very streaky pitcher. Actually, Corbin is is good and bad at the Cubs and at San Francisco. Corbin's been good. Like, Who do you guys like better, Corbin or Kennedy? They're about owning the same amount of leagues. Well, assuming Corbin's relief pitcher eligibility doesn't matter to you, I will give Kennedy... By just a little. I'll, I'll take Kennedy. I'm going to go Corbin. I was a little disappointed with Yolisha seen last night. Five and a third, four hits, two runs. It was the three walks because the whip was high. With five strikeouts against the Mets, but I think he got the win. And Not nearly as disappointed as you were in his opponent. Stephen <laughs> Matz? No. Yeah, he definitely got the win. So, Corbin, Kennedy, Shasin. Who's your favorite of the, that, three, that trio? Corbin. Shasin's still a distant third. So, yeah, it's, he's not really part of the conversation for me. In the bullpen yesterday, Sean Doolittle struggled. Zach Britton struggled in a non-save situation. Santiago Casilla, uh, he's he struggled again. Brandon Kinsler has had two bad outings in a row, but still a 284 ERA this year. And Brad Hand got a save. He was good. But if we look at the guys who struggled, Doolittle, Britton, Casilla, and Kinsler. Anything that fantasy owners need to know or anticipate here? You know, we were talking yesterday, and I'm thinking totally totally top of mind here, so apologize if I progress the idea slowly, but 
the Twins are, they consider themselves contenders, right? They just got Jaime Garcia. And we were talking yesterday about how it doesn't look like um, there are any contenders who need a closer, so any reliever who gets traded probably is losing value. But, I mean, Kinsler has exceeded expectations, you know, with a bad strikeout rate, so we don't have a lot of faith in him, but who's going to replace him? Surely the Twins' front office has to be thinking along those lines, too. I mean, I could see, you know, maybe Brad Hand goes to the Twins and becomes their closer. Like, they might be a team that needs to acquire a closer. There are four games out of the second wild card right now, the Twins, and they're on a four-game losing streak. This series at the Dodgers really hurt them. Their run differential is minus 73. They won a yeah. lot of one-run games. So, yeah, I could see that. I, it's weird. They might play it out for the next few days, and honestly, like they might be out of it or yeah, pretty close they to might. out of it. They might. It's been a bad week for the Twins. <clears throat> All right, uh, but also don't drop Brad Brock because we just don't know what's going on with Zach yep. Britton. He's been bad. Grade the trade. We'll do grade the trade, and we'll finish with today's matchups. Grade the trade from Matt. A blockbuster video right here. 12-team <laughs> Roto League. I used to love going to Blockbuster. Hollywood video. As much as I really love Netflix, like you go out to the video store and you just walk around for a half an hour and you look at the new releases. Like I really enjoyed that. That was fun. It was fun once you got there, but I mean, anytime I, I prefer not having to go somewhere to do something as opposed to going somewhere. <laughs> well, for and a while, so the it idea was our, of getting in my car. But it was like, our parents because they still have like too. Redbox, right? Like, it's a lot cheaper to get a Redbox movie than to stream one from whatever service. Uh, and yeah. stuff's pretty like, cheap. I don't want to do that. It, not anymore because no, we've been red spoiled. Boxes are everywhere. We've been spoiled now. I know. I but, know. Yeah. Hey, let's go to Blockbuster. That was always a fun thing. All right. Anyway. Blockbuster trade, 12-team Roto League with OPS and quality starts. Give up Goldschmidt and Keuchel. <gasps> Give up Goldschmidt and Keuchel. Get Donaldson and Scherzer. Uh, I think that's bad. Yeah, I would do Bad deal. It. I am the most down of Donaldson on these four. I'm not down on him like in a general sense, but highest level of concern. So I will give this a D plus. I will acknowledge the fact that there's a chance this is the perfect time to have traded Dallas Keuchel. Yeah. Yeah, but you and Heath have been down on him all year. Right, because he's not as good as he was before False. his injury, and now he's coming back from an extensive injury. <laughs> he's amazing. He's good. He's incredible. He was a young leader when he's he went down. Amazing. Right, but he wasn't. <sighs> he's amazing. Get just peripherals don't matter. Take your L. Now, they do matter. He gets the soft contact, the ground balls, and he's the best fielding pitcher in baseball, probably. It matters. All right. He gets like one extra out every 15 starts because he's the best fielding pitcher no, in baseball. I, Let's no. not give him that much. He, he's I, good. He's good. He's not 167 ERA good. Well, nobody's, someone, nobody's I 167 ERA. I don't know ERA. how much his own fielding but matters. If somebody values him as an ace. He's an ace. If someone still values him as a no-doubt-about-it ace coming off a month-and-a-half-long absence due to a neck injury... Well, that's different. Like, if you're going to say right, the but injury... That's, but that's, no, if the injury... No, you said it because... You made it sound like because he's yes, not that he's good. Yes, he's not as good... Do you think he's... Okay, no, I don't. Under, no, I don't think he's a 167 ERA guy. Over, under 1.70 ERA pitch. Over, over. But, but, over that, but nobody trades... 
Nobody trades for Dallas Keuchel. Nobody trades for over, anybody who has a 170 yard. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go over ahead. under 2.9 ERA. Under. Over under 2.7. Right around there. Okay, so. I mean, his FIP, you, you say peripherals yes, don't matter. He's, he had 8.2 strikeouts right. per nine 3. innings, which 1, is not bad. If he has a three ERA uh-huh. the rest of the way. Yes. And he's, I and think he's this pitching was a good seven or eight innings every start. And I he's think probably this was ace. a good time to sell high. For yes. the best team in the American League, that's going to get him a bunch of wins. Like, he's going to be very good. Nobody's doubting that. Well, I'd see, honestly, it seemed like you kind of were. And if, if the injury holds him back, that I mean, he's been on the DL twice for this but thing, like, so I get that. That's a legitimate concern it is. also. It I is. think if you have a chance to sell him and somebody values him right now as an ace, yeah. no, that's good value he's, for him. He has to prove his health to regain his value fully, but I, I think he probably has 80 to 90% of his trade value right now. I was having so much fun sticking it to you guys every time Dallas Keuchel started. I really miss those days. I really God, if, he gives a, if he gives up four well, on no. his next starts <laughs> no, on no. Friday. I, I was with you Friday. on Keuchel. No, Don't no, I, I was talking about Kreeth. His starts okay. on Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. If he has four, if he gives up four runs in that start, I'm flying to New York and I'm dunking <laughs> on. <laughs> awesome. All right, this is from Brandon. I was offered Ivan Nova for Eric Thames, or Garrett Cole. For Sean Manaya and Eric Thames. I don't have Garrett Cole ranked all that much higher than Sean Manaya at this point. Um, I'm fine with Nova for Thames. I don't Nova think Thames. it's a big win, so <laughs> I think that's like a C minus. I think they're both C minuses. Anybody else feeling Nova Kane, Nova Thames? Sure. Okay, good. I just thought it was so funny. We got to talk about Thames tomorrow because he sat against a lefty for the third straight time. It's been pretty spaced out, but uh, yeah, he's been bad for a while. From Phillip, mostly bad. From Phillip, 10-team head-to-head points league, give up Ryan Zimmerman and Charlie Morton. Zimmerman and Morton get Joey Votto. A+. plus. I don't give him any, out many A-pluses, but the way Zimmerman's performed the last six weeks or so, I think that I do not know why the Joey Votto owner would want to do this, especially in a 10-team league. Yeah, like, yeah, like, Charlie Morton's fine. Like, in a 10-team league, I don't even know that Morton's fine. I don't think Charlie Morton's owned in my 10-team league. I think I dropped him last week. Yeah, this this is an A-plus Win. deal. All right, 10-team head-head categories league. This is other John in Boston. 10-team categories league with OBP. Give Nelson Cruz, get Anthony Rendon. C, C-minus? I... I pretty fair. I prefer Rendon to Cruz by not a not insignificant margin. I'll give it a B minus. Interesting. Okay. And I'm at C plus. Jonathan in New York. Okay. Jonathan, New Jersey. You wish you were from New York. Give up Alex Wood, get Xander Bogarts to replace Carlos Correa. D. Well, I'll I'll hmm. Yeah, I wish I had a clearer idea how long Bogarts would be out, but then you probably want to get this offer if you did. Um, I'll give it I'll give it a C, depending on what I needed more. All right, guys, I apologize to our listeners. Uh, we have to go. I have to do a fantasy baseball, football podcast, rather, in two minutes. So we're going to do that. And uh, don't have time for today's matchups, so I apologize. But thank you so much for listening. We'll come back tomorrow, help you get your lineup set for next scoring period. For Chris and Scott, I'm Adam. See you later.